Welcome to Mary Jane and Munchies. It's your girl, Queen Jones. What's up? It's your girl, Boston Bossy. What do y'all? So what was your story that you were going to say? So my story is, right? This one time, um, I'm waiting on the artist to bring me um, a little present, if you will. And my sister, who has taught me how to roll, is waiting there with me. And she's like, well, just come get me after you get your present. We'll open it together. So I come and get her. And she's like, did you know he gave you Reggie? I was like, nah, that, it, just, it don't got no smell because it's not um, that potent. She's like, nah, it's Reggie. So we roll up my gift. We try it out. Show enough, it's Reggie. Now I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because I'm like, bruh, you're supposed to be my man, so you just sold me Reggie. That's my Reggie story. <laughs> All right. Brandon's handing us paperwork. Have you ever tried weed? Would you ever try weed lube? Girl, um... What would the weed lube do, though? Look, so, like I told you, I can have weed, and I can not have weed, but I feel like weed lube would help just... If you are in chronic pain, this is for people who are chronic pain. Like, I highly recommend women with endometriosis or something like that, where, you know, you just have a light, you know, pussy, you know, that same... No, I'm saying not even. And there's no men's disease around. No, not even that. No women's disease. Even if they is around, but like I'm saying, just to have, you of course, personal pleasure is important, but actual, um, you know, sex with two people, you know, not I'm not downing the asexuals. Okay, you do what you do. That might be better for your pleasuring and not feeling so much like pelvic core pain and I would highly recommend it so I probably shouldn't not for me per se but if you out here like thuggy and on top of that ladies if you snap backers or you snap backers okay the ones who got that tight no yeah it might help you just just slide in a little bit just you know what I'm saying if you need that type of help right for me it's a different story I won't get in my business like that not on this episode <laughs> She gonna get it out. Coming on an episode two to Mary Jane and Munchies, the sex stories tell all. How Queenie Jones, boop, 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 boop. This woman would do that for me. What country would you like to smoke in? Hmm. So many come to mind. Let's go see. No, it would be Milan or really Venice. Because I want to see the sinking city before it's gone. Ooh, well, let's just... I want to be in a gondola. Let's just... Let's go on record. Or, or in Big Bear Mountain. Like, in Cali? Oh, that in Cali? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's in Cali. Oh, okay. Well, I probably want to see that. Yeah, I mean, that's cool, too. What, what do you do up there in those mountains? Ski. Oh, it there. has snow. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I want to go there. Um, I want to learn how to ski. Mm-hmm. So now let's just go on. And record. then the Caribbeans, because the Caribbeans are like cool. Oh, except for my own country, I would love to go. 
Get that Panama Gold, girl. Get that mm-hmm. Panama Gold. From Panama. But let's just go on record. She told she told me last couple episodes ago, she was like, mm, you forced me out and I can't smoke Frontal no more. What is she smoking? What are you smoking right now? Uh, Frontal. I don't know how we got here. It flew here. Um, I've been smoking only vapors. If you look on the live, I was smoking vapors. Except for DJ Slayer, just, you know, to, to, to show him love. Um, another frontal period out of nowhere, so. Like, so, again, nobody forced her into anything. She was trying. Don't try me. I'll come for you. She forced me to take this into my mouth. Yeah. I didn't want to do it, but she held my jaw. Look, 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 look. look. I told her I had that loose neck. That loose throat. She had that loose throat when she inhaled. Loose throat. Now... Go ahead, bust the question. Have you ever needed to borrow money from me? Like, hold on, let me hit the weed. I'm going to tell you the story, but I got to hit the weed just because all the juice is. Okay. I never had to borrow money for weed, but um, let me just tell you. If you are in a state where you're not, a young that's all I can say. Do not buy weed off credit. I haven't done that. I've gotten people to give me weed. But borrowing weed is something you don't do. Period. Do not buy. You gonna give it back? You gonna give me that weed back? Oh, you gonna give me the weed you get back. No, I don't want your crazy ass shit, dude. I want quality premium just like I. I gave you. Don't tell me you borrow my stuff talking about you gonna give me Reggie equivalent when I give you premium. That's the type of stuff you face if you borrow weed. You see yep. how much he- heartache that gave you? You up here facing facts. You up here trying to get your smooth groove on. You gotta go to work and you smoking Reggie knowing doggone well it's Reggie. And you know that you gonna have a headache and a, 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 a earthquake of a situation later on because you know it'll give you palpitations. You don't give me five days, girl. Uh, damn, damn, damn. So, yeah, don't borrow. Give. Give from the heart or don't give at all. My next question to my girl, Boston Boston. What yes. is the strongest strain you ever had? Um, Thus far, because there's still time. Right. Uh... Hmm. Girl Scout cookies in Georgia. Girl Scout cookie. Oh, girl. Girl Scout cookies for real. Like, was it like Girl Scout cookies? Like, yeah, turned me into a space cadet. Did you feel like you was gonna put on a Girl Scout outfit after? I was like, yo, is this what? Is this what said they cookies? I swear, everybody want these cookies because these this is outstanding. Oh, or maybe garlic bread. But hold on, pause. We had garlic bread together. Best. Why it tastes like it was Pisciano Papa. It felt like that. Little Italy in a blood. It was. And no shade 
that was a stereotype sound that was not a Italian verbiage at all. So don't come for me because I will come for you. I said it here. It was like she that. She said what she said. And I stand by it, period. Can you more? No more. Okay, so I needed just to be understood that that stuff was good. We looked at each other at the table like, oh my oh. God. Every- I was like, yo, I can see the house from here. I can see the planets from here. I am a planet up here. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. The strongest name I've had thus far is either Garlic Rent or mm, I think it's G1388 Hash Plant. That's it. That's your favorite. That's my that's my favorite, but I also like um White Knuckles. Oh man, the White Knuckles days. I was not like White Knuckles when she met me. That's why we friends. Low key, that's what we did for uh, the friendship story. But she's uh, just holding on to a table, White Knuckles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she, she smelled me, and I think she knew. She was like, "Yeah, girl, you part of the club." She knew because she's Mary Jane. I can Jane. tell by the way you roll your punch. You a paper lady. No need to front. I roll all my high, you getting like paper. Everybody sees it, and they want some of it. Cause you're alright. You're creamy. You're so, already before we wrap up quality. with you guys on this game, please check out our YouTube channel, <laughs> Mary Jane <laughs> and Munchies. It is straight our or friendship origin story. And if you want more, go ahead and drop that. We will be eating grapes in a drink, though, soon. A CBD infused. Shout out to Wizard Avery. <gasps> Bye! You on that subject. <laughs> because it does. Because the same thing they wanted in the 50s, they don't want no more. The level of a man when my grandmama was growing up is not the level of a man right now. And see, this is what I tell people, too. Nobody talk to their elders, and I can tell. I can tell. Because when I, when I talk to my elders, I can see the change. I can see the change. I was brought up by the old heads. So my level of morale, my level of, of honor code, like honor code, don't nobody give a fuck about that. But I have one. I have one as an old head soul southern gentleman. I have an honor code. Women don't give a fuck about honor. Women, women will date a trash nigga and find any... No, no, That's no, 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 generalizing. No. They will. For the sake of power, money, or status. These are three things, nigga, that as a collective, that's why I love that word. As a collective, as a majority, I'm going to use that one too. As the general populace, I'm going to use that one too. That yes, you, it, it's, it's a long argument with me to make me feel like money, status, and power is not the lead. And, and that's why women find themselves with nigga, niggas who are like great, but can't lead them nowhere. Because he has money, he has status, he has power, he has no wisdom. But he has no vision. He has no, he, ha- he has no femininity to pull from to match you with. There isn't such a thing as too much masculinity. Which is why you don't understand why your emotions okay. aren't being met. Of course they're not. He doesn't identify his own emotions. Let alone yours. Because he is too busy trying to hold up to a persona that you and the rest of society right now holds him to. That he should be hard 
24-7. I cry for a lot of my brothers, man, because I see the weight on how they think they need to live. And there's no telling them nothing. Speaking, so speaking, so only because we don't, we want to save some of what oh, we're right, talking right. about. Oh, right, right, we do. For, we've been, we've been, uh, man, we've been going. Well, insider you know group. Sabrina knows yeah. I do well, this. Well, we already knew, but we're ha- we knew who we was messing we're with. We're fine because we just got more. Right. We got two episodes out of it, so we're gonna give them a part one and a part two. Plus, they'll have some insider stuff that they'll be able to talk with you on Telegram, which you downloaded. Yeah, man. So if they want to connect with you more. Um, they're gonna have a lot of fun. So that we gonna have that. The, that group's gonna be lit up. I'm gonna add you to that group awesome. after uh, we finish. But we did have some other stuff that we wanted to go over. So. We'll say toke, take and toke. Come on. So we're going to keep that as a winner. Because <laughs> we get high and get to talk. It is. Truth and toke was everything. Well, it was my masterful plan. Ah. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so we wanted to know, because of your background, how do cannabis and food show up in your life? You had that over 14 years in the food and hospitality industry. Tell us how Ooh, cannabis and food. in your life. Um... Well, you know, uh, so, 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 and, and I'm gonna say this just out loud, man. I don't care, bro. Cannabis has. I talk about vice with a lot of my friends all the time, and its purpose, because I'm one of those who believe in divinity. And I tell people, I can, I can tell people's level of faith, not in whatever I believe, but when in in whatever they believe, by how they talk about things. And one of the things that I notice is that people are so dogmatic in what is bad, or what you should not touch. And the human being loves to get to extreme. Now, I, I don't mind the love of the extreme because that is how we get to greatness. We've gotten to greatness for our love of the extreme. But at the same time, our love of the extreme can be detrimental. And we will do it in dogmatic ways and how we tie uh, to religion and we never innovate it. We innovate everything in the world except for that book as 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 though God has not grown with us. And... When 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 I talk about vice, I believe vice is here, and I believe vice is a blessing, and I believe how it is and where it has come from, because I do believe that everything is meant, and I do believe that everything is connected, and I do believe that there are no mistakes, and I tell people whoever believes in a perfect God should also believe that there are no mistakes. So that- weed is definitely not a mistake. Um, and I found it, one, I found it in a time when I was creating a lot. And so it fed that. It continued with me once I fell into a depression because being an entrepreneur was ass as a black man. And I went through many years of struggle and strife. Um, and it kept me. It kept me. It kept me positive more than anything. It kept me positive out of all the things it did, more than making food great. More than making video games lit, more than making sex great, more than just clearing the mind, more than any of that, more than the cancer thing. It made me, it, it helped me, it assisted in staying in the alignment of positive vibrations. Uh, that is right. the most, you know, and as I transition out of it, that is only because I have now learned the habit of right of how to stay in those better. vibrations and those alignments um on call by force but like i tell people too 
No one ever quits anything cold turkey. People replace things with things. Mm, that was me mm-hmm. for cigarettes. Weed, weed help. Every person who I've ever known to quit cigarettes Great. has replaced it with something. Either working out, either yoga, either food, either um, books, mm-hmm. either a hobby. I don't care, but something else has taken over that part of their life. Um, that stress reliever, that 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 thing you do when you're bored, that, you know, there are whole, and I tell people, nobody wants to really break down what the cigarette or the cannabis does in the daily spectrum of one's life. And when you break it down to dust, that's my favorite thing to say, break it down to dust. Once you break it down to dust, you see that it's more than just the love of weed. There's also the aura fixation. There's also the um, positive effects on the serotonin it has in my brain. It also the fact that I do love to smoke. It itself is therapeutic. It is also the fun. It harkens back to a time when we took time for self-care. Right. And... It's that last thing left over. That and like making good food for our family is the last things we have left over from whatever culture or thing we were and you know, there's, from, whatever people you are, that you're disconnected from, because it's not the specific right. and that's important. Right, validity to, to, to the concerns. You know, um, is this the GMO weed? Are we, is this not as natural? Uh, I tell people all the time, and one thing that my generation has to face, which is why we need to be the most savage about this shit, is because the apple that you ate is vastly less nutrition than the apple that your grandmother ate. That on all facets, on all facets... But that goes... Yeah, that goes right, into where see, does our food come from? And why don't we control our, where our food comes from? I tell people it's everything. And that's the that's that that's when people mm-hmm. get into the parts that they don't want to think about anymore. That is everything. It is the weed. It is the food. It is the water. It is the thing. <laughs> and it takes time and it takes maneuvering to get through it. And to know. And so, yeah, uh, do they dip my shit in bleach before the, uh, they give it to me to smoke it? Maybe. I have no idea. But you don't know. But I, I see Maybe. a lot of people. I know people who would tell me not to smoke weed, but they will go and they will purchase a giant chicken. It says giant <laughs> chicken on the fucking bag. They will go purchase a giant chicken from Wayfield. People that tell you don't smoke weed have unprotected sex. And, so see, and, and <laughs> with unprotected sex, when, when unprotected sex in there, reckless. I tell people too, I don't think there is a such thing as safety. I don't really think there is. I think there may be a such... Um, Celibacy is safe. It's not okay, always so productive, when feasible, I, When I say wanted, safety, I mean complete safe. and utter safety. Oh. So you save yourself. So you say, okay, celibacy is safe. So that's going to keep me from this. And then there are like a million other things that can happen to you that are either as worse or worse. There is no such thing as mm-hmm. safety. There may be a such thing as blessings and there may be a such thing as love, depending on your belief system and depending on who you are. But there's no such thing as safety. So that's why I take it to a couple of things. All I know is that Mary Jane has always had my back. Uh I do believe in being to a certain length of safe, uh, even legally. I do believe in to knowing the laws and knowing what's going on. Yes, it's fucked up what the laws are, but if you're what? dumb and you do something stupid and you get caught, you do deserve what you get because you should be smarter. You know, it is. It is, the, is, it is one of the only powers that you have. Um, and so for okay. food and hospitality, because of the fact that <clears throat> I started work at 15, I started dishwashing at 15. Um well, well, in, in our troop, I started working, working at ten. 
Uh, I started professional theater at ten. Uh, and so okay. that's yeah. So that's that's the first. <laughs> oh, Drake that's the first real job <laughs> I had was at ten, and then I got my uh, dishwashing job at fifteen. So this was back when you can get a job and you could drive in the south at fifteen. You know, you had a resume. <laughs> Said I came to the dishwashing. So here's my resume. I went from dishwashing to waiter to hosting, and then I hosted for a year or two, and then I went worked my way up to waitering. And then after I did that, I said I would never do front of house again. Then I went to back of house again, and I did prep. And then after I did prep, I ended up um, cooking, and then I ended up learning. I worked at a few high fancy places that taught me a few tricks and a few trades. And so that that allowed me to get a couple of positions as a sous chef. Um, and then altogether, that added up to about uh, 13 plus years of food and hospitality and all, and three plus years uh, sous chef and kitchen management. In addition to my. Um, gives me more joy. Ooh, ooh, man. Let me tell you something. I did. Okay, so one of the reasons that I was in food and hospitality was for the flexibility of the hours. This was during a time when all of the workforce was a little lenient with you. The workforce is not as lenient with you as it used to be. People are really like, especially in the South, go fuck yourself if you don't do exactly what I tell you to do. Um, well, there's more people unemployed right, exactly. than there is positions so, to be filled. Right. So that's what, I took, that's what I had to explain to my grandmother, you know, when, when we were talking about, you know, getting good jobs. There are no more good jobs because uh, no companies are investing in you, which is why I tell people, too, why are you over here giving, giving these jobs two weeks notice when they won't give you a two weeks notice before they fire your ass? Why? They won't right, even, they give, won't you even give you a two weeks notice to tell you they're taking some hours off your schedule. Why are you even... Right. Right. Like, and so, oh, you know, I've learned a lot tomorrow. in my what? 13 years of food plus of food and, and hospitality, man. And I started mm-hmm. because the hours were flexible. So with my auditioning and with me having shows, uh, I could move my hours around and they were flexible. Uh, as time went on, that got harder and harder to do. Um, but it was one of the only things that were fluent enough for me to also be an entrepreneur once I got out of college. So once I got out of college, I was um, set on the entrepreneurship path. I didn't want to do what all of my colleagues were doing. I didn't want to get in the rat race. I didn't want to be a part of the stigma of what everyone knew, the path of... That's, that's me being a lot of things. That's me being a philosopher. That's me being a Capricorn. It's, yeah, yeah uh, you got to set your own That's me path. being a lot of things. I don't... Uh, there's a lot, you know. Right. It's not a boxing, but it's just you Definitely. have your you got to set your own path. There's nothing wrong with the path that everyone else and that's has how traveled. It usually is Cause that's the back anywhere and everywhere, and um, <laughs> it's a hard road. Entrepreneurship, and, and you know, I'm not saying I have had a hard road as though I am special because I do not believe that um, suffering is sacred. You know, uh, right? Nah, it's just it's a lonely road sometimes because. Right. You got to believe in you, period. End of sentence. You got to believe and then others will. No, others may never. The first people who don't really give a fuck are your friends and family. Expect no support from them. Yeah, your worst review, your worst customer for any product you sell will be a blood relative or someone you've known for years. Because they will F, first and foremost, they will want to pay less than retail. 
And so when people consult with me, I'm always like, right. And so when people consult with me, I'm always like, get away from friends and family. Get out the mindset of friends and family. Get away. None of your success will come from anyone you know. So if you're pinging any success on anyone you know, that is a false narrative that you are building in your head. I tell all my newly... um, venturing entrepreneurs that because they get into well you know i uh i'm gonna start off and you know my friends and they're gonna do i said they're gonna do nothing they're gonna do nothing so how are you going to build off that because you have nothing in that same token in that same token when entrepreneuring full-time when that is your bread and butter you must surround yourself with the type of friends and i put like quotation marks around friends right because the depth of the friendship is between you and that person, but just interpersonal relationship wise, the depth of the friends that you're around support your entrepreneurial endeavors. I.e., they pay full price for whatever. Right, but see, we have a different level whatever of support. For First and foremost, if you just pay full, if you well, if you just pay full price and tell others. That's a big thing, right? Because I have to convince someone that doesn't know me. I don't shouldn't have to convince you. But see, again, that's the difference. This, if I win, that's on the perspective of how we. Okay, a, so yeah, when we say support, mindset. this is why I'm big on definitions. I'm really big on definitions, and I'm really big on root words because a lot of people. What I've noticed the the biggest, the easiest thing to notice right now with everybody talking so much shit on the internet is that nobody either really knows what the fuck they're talking about or really understands the words that they're using. Uh oh, there we go. And so, with people um, not understanding the words that they're using, this is how miscommunication is happening. That's why everybody's just talking a lot and nobody's actually getting any dialogue done, and everybody's just arguing. One is because people are using a lot of words incorrectly or misleading. So when people say that, you know, when nobody supports you, I've supported a lot of my friends to the fact that anytime they've come to me with any advertising or marketing problem, I've solved it for them. Now to them that is not a level of support that they would that they would deem um that they would deem is is in high esteem or something that they should applaud until I tell their ass that they now have to pay me for my shit. Now once I tell them that they have to pay me now, now it's like, oh, I gotta I gotta I gotta pay you and Oh well right. My friend I thought I thought my friend you know and then people you change, and then people want to start. You didn't got too high um, and mighty. What you call it? People want to start to dilute what support is, and they want to start to build it to what they want it to be in that given moment. Like, no, nah, I'm supporting you just by buying your stuff. Period. No, 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 no. You support me when you are a customer, a full fledged customer. When you come and you buy from me, you want no discount. Right, you want no discount because Repeat you know me. Buy. You buy from me when you have it. Don't ever edge. Like when we talk about buying black, when I think of buying black, I think of buy black from your friends. That's what I think of. If there is something that you buy, like soap, and your friend makes soap, buy her soap. If the soap is not good and you don't want to buy it, another way of support is telling them, hey, this is what I don't like about your soap. This is why I haven't bought any more. But Uh-oh. see. Uh-oh. Criticism Honest is not feedback, is a form of support that we do not we do not appreciate. One because people don't know how to give it, and I do understand that with people because people it don't know very, how to give criticism these days because everybody wants to feel better about themselves. So what happens is it's so true because right you know people pay for focus groups. 
you pay somebody to tell you that your shit stinks. But if your friend right. tells and, you or, that your shit stinks, or it's hate. personal. Did you smell it? Did you? Right. That's how you. And see. you know what? Because you don't what's know that how to like that a lot of people, people value and a lot of people equate their. Um, a lot of people equate their level of love and level of friendship by the level of yeses that they get. And what we say to ourselves is that the people who love me most give me the most yeses, and the people who do not love me give me the most noes. That is a very fickle plane to stand on when it comes to true value of a person. Because, like I tell people, I have the best people in my circle, because most people tell, most people's friends tell them what they want to hear. My friends tell me what I need to hear, and they put me in my place. That's why they are my friends. You know, and that is... Right. Right. They do me no justice to rub my back. And so... I can get anybody for that. In fact, that's why I pay more services for it. I don't pay somebody to talk back to me. The people in my corner that we come into this circle with, that's the it's people just a, I've, I've had to tell a few people that with my presentations because, you know, they want to get into a, a argument with me after a while. And, and I don't mind arguing with you for the hour that you pay me. Pay me, baby. I'll do whatever. You, you want to you argue for an hour? We yeah. have. But, right. but what I'm going to tell you is so you, you did not hit me mm-hmm. up if you had an answer. And, and so... Right. This is, this is not. I mean, this is how we some end times pitting white and black together because we say, well, I was white. Well, yeah. And, and so these are the things that we say and we want to be emotional about, but they're just I'm not, facts. I'm not little facts bit of, that white people would not be where they were if they did not support right, each other on a, a hard, certain level. Period. It is the element. It is that element which the things that we don't like, the control, the power, the privilege, the things that we don't like, that is how they obtained it. They did not obtain it by pulling it out their ass or pulling it out our ass. They they pulled it out of a a strategy which was implemented over such time Mm -hmm. that it bared large fruit. And this is just what the play. And see, what black people want is that black people are still waiting for God to do something really special to us on this playing field. When God is saying that I have given you all that you need to succeed and everything you need. Not even to not exceed. Exceed. Like I've given you all you need to exceed. No matter how much you have been put down, ground down, and destroyed. You thrive. You thrive. No, 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 no. We, 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 we have thrived in certain eras of certain times. What we do is survive. That is what we do. Because what we would like to say is, just like a lot of black people right now, they go, well, white, we were in slavery, so we shouldn't have to think of no strategy to beat white people. White people should either just give us what we want or God should just smite white people to make them give us what we want. Okay, you understand? And not Who's only God that, is when, doing all that? But because black white time. But this is why I tell people. This is how you can tell people who read right. and who don't read because everybody <laughs> wants to talk like they're smart. But I can tell how people read by the by the perspective that they have. You're telling me number one that you everybody needs to read history one because you need to know how shit just goes down. Never in the history. Of mankind mm-hmm. has an oppressor stepped down just because it was fucking axed. Never. So so who cares what it should be? 
You know, I don't care what you think what I'm it should be. I'm more French style. You know, they don't want to deal. You don't want to go, no problem. Get the guilt. Right. And even, and, and, and even the Christians out. make me upset. You just going to do that? Then because what, the Christians have society. this meek and kind it's sense of Christianity that I don't understand what that's really for. One, when white people enslaved you via Christianity and they're doing just fine, so they at least just show you that a certain level of savage is okay in Christianity. Um, and even if you look at that book, God told y'all, God told they asses to walk around a fucking uh, kingdom a couple of times, play some music, and he was going to break the wall down, the wall of Jericho. He was going to break the wall of Jericho down. And let me tell you what God said. God said, go in there and beat their ass. God did not say go in there and have a talk with them. God did not say go in there and sit down and have tea and convince them to stop right. doing what they're doing. God said, nah, walk around this bitch like three times, not tea. one for me. One for the Son and one for the Holy Ghost. And then when you do that, I'm going to break the walls down. And I want you to go in there. And on my name, nigga, I want you to fuck these niggas up. This is what I need from you. So this meek and passive and and ways mm-hmm. that we have implemented our... Listen, the, the issue is, is that we suffer from post-slave neurosis. That's the problem in Stockholm Syndrome. That's the real problem. Post-slave neurosis and Stockholm syndrome, which yeah. has bled into a a tree of a deeply um, rabbit hole filled algorithm that is trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, you what? know, and 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 freedom of expression. We don't know and we what, free. You know, and things of that nature. We free. So There's nobody told that is, that is just the way it is <laughs> and how it is. But yeah, man, I um. Going going through entrepreneurship, cannabis and um food and hospitality has, has just ridden with me, man. Um it both of them are both leaving. Uh food and hospitality, of course, has already left. Um Yes. And so that goes right into upcoming projects. No, so man. Education, education is a So to be absolutely honest, because I'm a man of divinity, I have to be honest when I say that I believe that uh, education is something that I have fallen into that is above me. Um, it is not. It, it came to me. I was hesitant, but I was convinced. Um, even then, I've almost quit like three times. Because uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's wild, especially here in the <laughs> South. That's a whole education would have to be a whole nother podcast. Um, elementary part of the education public system are you charter. Wow. Right. Um, Bless your heart. That's a lot. Oh yeah, you are okay. So good. Y'all know how it is. So we already have an understanding. (laughs) Oh yeah, I have some nieces and nephews that went through the DeKalb County charter system, and um, you know they're doing very well. But they, you know, know, everybody. So. You know, and sometimes we got into fights in the house, and they parents and I almost. And, and there's a lot of things. In that, <laughs> I'm like, man. that's a whole. That's another whole. That's a whole. That's, other I didn't say that. Stuff, man, between <laughs> trying to go to extremes in order to solve problems that we really mm-hmm. don't want to look at, to thinking that we can please our way when it comes to the parents and board of education, to saving our children, the black melanated children. I mean, there's so many layers to it. There's so many layers to it. But uh, yeah. So as far as education goes, that's just something that I because so. I know divinity has thrown me into it. I will recognize it and I will do my part and I will also um go forward towards um um 
I'm sorry, go towards the 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 areas and the lanes where education may take me. Uh and where and as far as that takes me is as far as it's going to take mm-hmm. me. So I, I, I will be dabbling and I will be touching. Nothing too much. I'm not trying to make a statement or anything. I want to bring light to a certain things. I want to give support in certain areas um, and just do my part since I am in it. Um, and I do, without a doubt, believe in the children, believe that they are the future, believe that they are the highest priority, and they are the only thing that truly matters once you break everything down to dust. And I do also believe we have a lot of issues that needs to be solved. And and when it comes to the victim debate, I believe that children are not only the only victim. I feel like children are also the most oppressed in any and every nation. And that's one of the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Second... Nobody cares about the kids. The, the, the only person Everybody that nobody cares that, about nobody more than being a black man is the, is the children. Yeah, a black baby. Yeah, a black baby. Because Aww. that's not just including Little white people. That's including that black child. That's sad. Yeah, that's just people. That's just people. Right. Everybody see Isaiah. And so, <laughs> little baby, baby just left the little box. Just nobody cares. So let me ask you. Um. Right okay. Quick. So yeah. Can you so tell me about your services? what has happened is, man, I uh, five years ago I had five services that I offered. Um, because what they tell you is, you know, if you're good at it, uh, try to make some money off of it. You know, that's, that's, that's good advice for people who call themselves being good at only one or two things. Um, if you're one of those people who believe that you're good at whatever you put your mind to or whatever you get your hands on, that's going to be a little harder to find. There are a lot more questions you have to start to ask. Um, and so I started out mm-hmm. because I had a love for it. I did photography for a number of years. Uh, I've been, I, I was offering directing and acting coaching as a service. I was um, offering a master of ceremonies. I would, I would host people's events for them. Um, that was also a service. And mm-hmm. um I was doing web design too because you know everybody just always had compliments on my website. So as I mulled through, I had to. I kept coming to walls and adversities and frustrations. So you have to peel away and you have to rebuild, and uh, that's a lot of what entrepreneurship is. It's a lot of um, destroying and rebuilding. So if you do not have the patience to destroy and rebuild and relearn right. and, and throw away, you you definitely won't make it. Um, and what it ended up happening was what I end up just doing the most exactly. was I ended up helping people. I ended up, it first started with me just helping artists um, cultivate a higher quality of content um, via my experience mm-hmm. in the arts. Uh, like I said, I, I, I've been in the arts all my life. Uh, started in elementary school, like early elementary school. By 10, I was working professionally. Uh, I went to Tri-Cities High School um, for visual and performing arts. Um, and then I went to Roosevelt University 
uh, CCPA for the arts, which is where I learned about the politics in this. Um, and then after that, because of politics or because of said, I said I didn't want to be in the scene. I didn't want to be of the rat race. And that's when I decided to go entrepreneurial. And so in and then I started to try to produce on my own. Self-producing art is probably, if not one of the most hardest things to do, the most hardest thing to do. Um, it is the epitome of when you talk about it take money to make money. Um, a lot of a lot of the things I would tell people now is that if you're starting a business in your twenties, you do nothing in your twenties but build capital and build revenue. You don't do anything. You just build. Build your knowledge and build your pockets. Um, and a lot of going through, I ended up just telling people about my journey and telling people about the things that I had learned and how I saw things via directorially or via business management oriented. My experience via food and hospitality and actually being a sous chef and actually managing people, um, in addition to actually having the opportunity to act, to coach people in acting and direct people, it all compiled to this hub of information that people started to pull from and so i end up i ended up helping artists who wanted to be entrepreneurs got their way that way i helped business owners who needed a little more creative innovation to their thought processing i helped them do that i helped them brainstorm i helped to come up with strategies um, and no matter how artistic or how practical you wanted to be because of my food and hospitality experience and because of my experience in performing arts it it i i have yeah. a very wide perspective and i have a good vision mm -hmm. from a lot of angles um and that just led to most of what i do be consulting and so once i started it it became the only <laughs> service that people was using and so I started, I got rid of everything else. And so now I do artistic consultations, which, which are based for artists and right. which is based solely on more a, of a creative directorial content building um, lane. And so I usually help artists either improve an artistic project or production that they're already doing, which may include themselves. They may be working on a role or be a part of a project or production that that they want to, when they're part of whatever they're giving to it, they want to make sure that they can give something substantial. Um, I also mm -hmm. help improve the quality of artists of whatever artistic career that there is. Being from musical theater, um, doing the variety of shows outside of school, during school, small projects, big projects, getting paid, nonprofit. Um, I have a good um, understanding of the career path from a lot of and all of my friends, intimate, non-intimate colleagues, networks. I have friends in many of a lane who I consult myself musically when it's about music. Um, when it's about artist management, when it's about contracts. So I've picked up a lot of information from them alone, which I pass along to people. Uh, and so when it comes to artist to artist, 
I take artists from where they are to where they want to be, whether, you know, they're working on something and they're like, I need this to be doper or whether they're trying to create content and they're like, well, what should I create? How should I create it? Um, what strategies can I do to create such content in a way that is best for me and my life? A lot of artists um, consult me on managing their artistic career career within their regular life because I tell people too being an artist is halfway just maintaining eating every day you know uh, you have to know how to feed your stomach and in the same breath as knowing how to push your career forward every day you don't want to wear yourself out you don't want to do too less you know you want to find a balance and that balance is not a uh, I think one of the things that helps me with my consultations is that I'm big on finding as much as I can out about you that affects how you are supposed to create your strategy. A lot of people like giving people one dimensional formulas, which are not innovative or not fluid. So they're just people are like, well, why doesn't this work for me? Because it's, it, it won't work. It's like when people say we all have the 24, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, not if you ride public uh, transportation. And definitely not if you ride public transportation in Atlanta. Wow. Versus riding that's public transportation very true. in New York. Yeah, New York. The person in New York yeah, who rides place. public transportation <laughs> has more hours through his day than the public, than the person who is riding public transportation in Atlanta. The, the person riding mm-hmm. public mm-hmm. transportation transportation in Atlanta probably only has five hours to his day after work and regular so you have five hours that you need to figure out how can you maximize what matters what doesn't matter what's your priority okay and I and that's what I do to help the individual artists or people who are doing artistic projects or productions that's all the way from a play all the way to a fashion show I've helped people uh, people have consulted me with brainstorm. People have consulted me with the actual implementation of delegation process. Some people just need help managing. Some people just need help um, telling people or, or knowing how to manage people. With that being said, um, if they want to get in touch, touch with me, how to get reach me, they can definitely find me on Instagram. Um, Wizard Avery. They can also hit up. Oh, spread. Okay, yes. Come on, break it down to death. Break it down. Party style. They can hit me. Wizard Avery. W i z a r d a v e r y. Um, that is on IG and wizardavery.com is my website. You may also email me at wizardavery at iCloud. That's at i c l o u d dot com. Um, you can reach me there. Um, any any more information you need can be found on my website. Um, it all it also gives you a breakdown about the artistic consultations. Oh, and also the business consultations. The business consultations are just business oriented consultations. This is more of the black and white, the paper stuff. Um, we talk about how do we get things done. What do we need to get done? How do we consolidate? Um, Sabrina, more of what we did was a business consultation than what it was so, an artistic consultation because yours was about the management of your business overall, right, and your clients artistic and the people you clients. had. 
outside told Queenie Jones that she oh, has man, to eat yeah. you up so her season is going to get popular. Um, right. Because, you know, I love you. So I'll I give you an hour just off rip. We can just sit and chat. Yeah, we can just sit and chat. Okay. That's how she does currency. She likes to work here. Yeah, I, I'm that, that type of guy. I'm going to get that best that hour. I'm going to be like, all right. And um, I just want to know, did, Come on. Did, did you get like, your food flewed out? No, I just want to know. That's <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. If you guys want to talk more with Wizard Avery after the show, He's, we're going to add him to the group, and he'll set up some times with us that he'll be available in the group to have some chit-chats, not necessarily about the services he offers, but more about the conversation. No problem. Thank podcast. you so much Thank for having so me. Much, I would Wizard. love to come back again and do a podcast on um, any consultation subjects that you might have. So um, if there are any suggestions, please let me know. All okay. right, before we have you leave, we have one major question. What is your favorite fruit. munchy dish or snack? Grapes. Fruit? Which fruit? <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. What's up, Mary Jane? And Munchies. Here, it's Boston Bossy. And this is Queenie Jones. And if you want to contact us for questions, concerns, perhaps to be on the show, or for, for advertising purposes, you can call us at 857-342-2584. Or hit us up on IG at Queenie Jones or Boston Bossy. Or hit us up on the email at Queenie Jones. And if you need to know how to spell Queenie Jones right quick, it's Q-U-E-M-I-E. J-O-N-E-S at gmail.com. Period. Bye. Bye. We are Mary Jane and Munchies. Bye. I need 5,000, y'all.